What's your name? Layla. How old are you? Five and a half. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he's kind, beautiful, and loving. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Miss Alicia, will you help me memorize some verses? I'd love to, Finn. What gave you that idea? Then I can sit in my church and get some prizes to decorate in my room. Why do you want to decorate your room with prizes? Well, Betsy the butterfly fish goes to my school and told me that her dad found gold coins and necklaces when he swam to a sunken ship last summer. And you want to be like Betsy? Not completely. She always wants to be the first in line at school. And tells people that she can that they can only be in her club. If they swim really fast. That doesn't seem very kind. But she does memorize lots of Bible verses. And goes to church with her parents. Hmm. Why don't we start with this verse? Proverbs 4.23 says... Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. But how am I supposed to guard my heart? Is it keeping bad stuff from coming in? That's a great question, Finn. Today we're going to look at Solomon's heart, and maybe our story can help us understand our own hearts, and even Betsy's heart, too. And then we can keep working on learning verses? (laughs) Sure. It had taken Solomon 20 years to build the Lord's temple and his royal palace. Hiram, the guy who'd given Solomon all that wood for the temple, had brought Solomon four and a half tons of gold, and they also sent ships to a place called Ophir and brought back 16 tons of gold. That's heavier than two elephants. Let's look back in the book of Deuteronomy when the Israelites were getting ready to enter the promised land, and God gave them the laws he wanted them to follow. God said, The king must not get large numbers of horses for himself. He must not make the people return to Egypt to get more horses. The king must not have many wives. If he does, they will lead him astray. He must not store up large amounts of silver and gold. When he sits on the throne of his kingdom... He must make for himself a copy of the law. The king must keep the scroll close to him at all times. He must read it all the days of his life. Then he can learn to have respect for the Lord his God. He can carefully obey all the words of this law and these rules. He won't think of himself as being better than his people are. He won't turn away from the law. He won't turn to the right or the left. Then he and his sons after him will rule over his kingdom in Israel for a long time. 
Oh, dear. And now Solomon has lots of silver and gold. The Queen of Sheba heard about how famous Solomon was and how he served and worshipped the Lord. So she came to test Solomon with hard questions. But nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. So the Queen of Sheba saw how very wise Solomon was. She could hardly believe everything she had seen. His palace, food, officials, servants, and all the offerings he sacrificed at the temple. She said to the king, Back in my own country, I heard about all you had accomplished and how wise you are. But I didn't believe it. Now that I came to see for myself, I see that you are twice as wise and wealthy, way more than anyone said. How happy your people and officials must be to get to serve you and hear the wise things you say. May the Lord your God be praised. He takes great delight in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. The Lord will love Israel for all time to come. That's why he has made you king. He knows that you will do what is fair and right. So even that queen praised what God had done for Solomon. But I don't think she can see into the future. Yeah. She brought camels, gold, spices, and jewels to him. No one would ever bring to King Solomon as many spices as the Queen of Sheba gave him. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba more gifts than she did out of his royal riches and everything she wanted and asked for. Then she returned to her own country with her attendants. Each year, Solomon received 25 tons of gold. That didn't include the money brought in by business and trade and the money from the kings of Arabia and governors of the territories. What's he going to do with all that gold? Well, he made a large throne covered in ivory and fine gold. It had six steps, with statues of lions on both sides of each step. His cups were made out of gold, and he made 500 shields of gold. Nothing was made out of silver. When Solomon was king, silver wasn't considered to be worth very much. He had many ships that carried goods to be traded, his ships went to sea along with Hiram's ships. Once every three years, the ships returned. They brought gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Apes and peacocks, those are funny gifts. I wonder if all the other Israelites were rich now too, or just King Solomon. It seems like most of the riches are staying in Solomon's palace now. King Solomon was richer than all the other kings on earth. He was also wiser than they were. People from the whole world wanted to meet Solomon in person. They wanted to see for themselves how wise God had made him. Year after year, everyone who came to him brought a gift. They brought gifts made out of silver and gold, robes, weapons, and spices. They also brought horses and mules. Solomon had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses, and he had gotten many horses from Egypt. Oh no, God said he wasn't supposed to go back there to get horses. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones. So it's like people were giving Solomon gravel when they brought him silver. It's like giving a birth. The president's son, where he has all the toys. 
King Solomon loved many women besides Pharaoh's daughter. They were from other lands. They were Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. Oh no, that's exactly what God said not to do. Probably because he didn't keep that scroll of the law with him and read all the time. Do you even write a scroll like he was supposed to? I don't know, Finn. I think Solomon knew that law because it says that Solomon continued to love them anyway. He wouldn't give them up. Oh, no. He had 700 wives who came from royal families, and he had 300 other women who lived in his palace. His wives led him astray. Oh, no. As Solomon grew older, his wives turned his heart toward other gods. He didn't follow the Lord his God with all his heart. Oh, no! So he wasn't like his father David. Solomon worshipped Ashtoreth. Ashtoreth was the female god of the Sidonians. How can it get any worse? Well, he also worshipped Molech. Molech was the god of the Ammonites, and people would sacrifice children in the fire to that god. The Lord hated that god. Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He didn't completely obey the Lord. He didn't do what his father David had done. Do you forget the prayer he prayed at the temple and that God had spoken to him? I think his heart stopped remembering. He saw what his wives were doing and decided to join them instead of telling them to join him in worshiping the one true God. He built high places on hills for worshiping those other gods. His wives burned incense there and offered sacrifices to their gods. The Lord became angry with Solomon. That's because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel. God had appeared to Solomon twice and commanded him not to worship other gods. But Solomon didn't obey. So God said to him, You've chosen not to keep my covenant and obey my rules, so you can be sure that I will tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your officials. But it won't happen when you're still alive because of your father David's faithfulness. I will tear the kingdom from your son's hand, but he will still rule over one tribe, because of David, and because I've put my name in Jerusalem. Well, I can't believe God waited to take away Solomon's kingdom. Maybe he'll change his ways. The Lord did bring an enemy against Solomon named Hadad. He was from Edom, a nation David had fought against. Oh no, now Solomon doesn't have peace from his enemies anymore. Right. When David's army fought the Edomites, Hadad had been a boy and escaped to Egypt. Now he was a powerful leader and returned to fight Solomon. God also brought another enemy against Solomon named Rezin. He was Israel's enemy as long as Solomon was living. And on top of that, Solomon's official named Jeroboam refused to follow King Solomon. Here's what happened. Solomon saw that Jeroboam was a hard worker and put him in charge of all the workers in northern Israel. When Jeroboam was going out of Jerusalem one day, 
Ahijah the prophet met him on the road. He was wearing a new coat. The two of them were all alone out in the country. Ahijah grabbed the new coat he had on. He tore it up into twelve pieces. He told Jeroboam to take ten of the pieces because God was going to tear the kingdom from Solomon's hand and only let Solomon keep one tribe because of David and Jerusalem. God was doing it because the tribes deserted him and worshipped the false gods, Ashtoreth, Chemosh, and Molech. The people didn't obey his rules and laws as David did. They did what looked good to them instead, right? Yep. He told Jeroboam that he would take the kingdom out of Solomon's son's hand, and Jeroboam would have ten tribes, so that David would always have a son on his throne in Jerusalem. But Jeroboam would be the king over Israel, and if he lived the way God wanted him to, obeying his commands and rules, doing what's right in God's eyes— God would be with him and build him a kingdom that would last as long as David's. God said, I will punish David's family because of what Solomon has done, but I will not punish them forever. So now Jeroboam knows what he needs to do, right? Solomon was being punished for worshiping other gods. So now Jeroboam can tell Israel that they're supposed to worship the Lord only. And he says is right. That does make sense, Finn. But remember that what we do comes from what we believe in our hearts. So we'll see next time what's inside Jeroboam's heart. Did Solomon find out about Jeroboam? Probably, because he tried to kill Jeroboam. But Jeroboam ran away to Egypt and stayed there until Solomon died. Solomon had ruled in Jerusalem over the whole nation of Israel for 40 years, and Solomon's son Rehoboam became the next king after him. Miss Alicia, I don't like this story. Someone all this wisdom and all these riches, but I stopped following God, which is way worse than not being smart and being poor, but still walking with God. I agree, Finn. God had blessed Solomon and wanted him to rule the people well. But when he started making decisions that were against what God had said a king should be, everything started falling apart, and the people no longer had a leader who showed them how to look to God for everything they needed. Solomon had enjoyed all that peace from the nations around him, but now they were going to war against him. He had built this beautiful temple for the Lord, but then... He built high places for his wives to worship their gods and went with them. He wasn't even supposed to have all those wives in the first place. Yeah. In our first story today, the Queen of Sheba was so impressed by Solomon that she praised God and said Solomon would do what was fair and right for his people. But by the end of our stories, not only were other nations at war with Solomon, but even his own official turned against him and would rule most of the tribes instead of Solomon's son. It all goes back to his heart. Way back before the people entered the promised land, Moses told them to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. They were supposed to be careful not to forget the Lord who had brought them out of Egypt. 
just as Moses and then Joshua and then Samuel encouraged the people to follow God alone, the kings were supposed to do that too. David understood it as he talked with God and told Solomon how important it was for him to keep trusting God and following his commands. David wrote lots of prayers and songs to God, and one was 176 verses long about how much he loved God's laws and promises. God's laws had taught him about God himself, who was more precious to him than anything else. Miss Alicia, I'm not wearing my verses because God is my treasure. Why don't you tell him about it? Okay. Uh, God, I want a heart like David, not Solomon. It's okay if people don't think I'm smart or important, because I want to praise you for being the best. That's why I want to follow your rules with all my heart, because you love me, and because your promises are better than any good feelings I might get from people thinking I'm smart. And Lord, we pray for Betsy, too. We don't know all that's going on in her heart, but would you give her a heart that loves and honors you more than having gold in her room or swimming fast or the way she can get people to listen to her? Would you give her a heart that worships the Jesus who humbled himself, came to earth as a servant, obeyed the Father above all else, and gave his perfect life as a payment for all her sins? Would you give us and all the boys and girls listening hearts that hear your Holy Spirit's voice of truth and are quick to turn from our sins by confessing them and receiving your forgiveness as we picture you giving us a big hug and holding our hand as you walk with us each day. We love you. Amen. Amen. I think I like to talk to God some more about my verses I'm memorizing. Could I say them to you tomorrow? Sure, Finn. Okay, then. Hasta mañana, iguana. Oh, Finn.